When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Frank Benali. This is Klaus Lundekram. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammond's here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is Letizia. with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of In That Number. This is episode 187 and a dramatic game on Friday night, twice holding a two-goal lead over league leaders Arsenal, but just couldn't hang on. And I don't even know where to start with this one. You know, it was a cracking game for the neutral, but and I, I feel like I've aged watching it. You know, it was a, it was an experience. Um, it's a point at the Emirates, one that wasn't expected, but being up 3-1, on the 88th minute and dropping two points has to be seen as as a disappointment. Um, there's Bazunu errors again. Celis's substitutions have cost us and we remain rock bottom of the table still. Not helped by Leicester's win over Wolves on Saturday. So the dreaded R word is looming large. And off the field, there's more turmoil because there's talk of key players wanting to move. There's talk of the... Uh, the youth players wanting to move on. Now Toby Steele was up and left. And so we, we'll go through all this and, and we'll have to pick ourselves up because we've got two games next week, starting with Thursday's home game against Bournemouth and then next Sunday's trip to St. James's Park. Uh, with me this week is the returning Moscow Mush, who is actually returning in more ways than one because you are back in the UK. Kev, it's always, always great to have you back here. Thanks. Um, it's always, I'm always glad to be here. You know? Um I'll be here later on this week, next week, for um, that terrible game against Bournemouth that we're going to play. <laughs> uh, That's the spirit. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'll probably repeat it throughout the podcast, but um, I'm living one foot in the championship, as I'm about you. I am, yeah. I, I was actually, I, I was doing something that I probably shouldn't have done. I was, like, researching what the... Uh, 
what the highlights programs are like in the championship and how much, you know, exposure they get to television and stuff. Because something that you said last week about, you know, you're not, you're not, Moscow's not going to be exposed to, to championship games as much as they are in the premiership. And it's, you know, so unless I'm going to every single away game, it's going to be difficult for me to, uh, to actually watch the games as, as, you know, as frequently as, as I, as I do this year and you too. Yeah. It's, we're going to have to limit ourselves to YouTube highlights, aren't we? <laughs> exactly. But yes, um, a reminder anyway, if you're enjoying the show uh, and you like what we do, then please consider showing some support by, by visiting buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Any donation uh, will be greatly appreciated. Um, Kev, yes, the match then. Uh, two nil lead, three one lead over the league leaders and end up coming away with a point. Um, you know, we've been having such a rough season and. You know, carrying on from that Palace game, that was a must win and a point was no good there. Of course, we go and lose 2-0 and then we had the prospect facing Arsenal in, at the Emirates. And, and this game, I don't know, I'm, I'm still trying to digest what I saw because I'm, I, it, it, so much happened on that Friday night. And, and like I said from the off, we, where do we start with this one? 25 seconds in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With that yeah. anchor has gone just out of nowhere. Certainly was. And... and well, actually, I'll tell you what, Ruben Sayers, this game kind of just sums up, you know, his time with us because questionable team selection again mm. and then panic when he's out of ideas and, and then makes changes that have completely destroyed our chances. Um, our best player was Alcaraz in that first half. You know, he comes off, yeah. <laughs> didn't know how to play Arsenal in the second half without that press and without him, you know, being being a nuisance. That's what he was. And we just look lost. And then Lavia comes off. And within minutes, we can see two. Um, Bazunu again, you know, still playing after all the mistakes from the season. And I'm not just talking about this game. If you take a look at the whole season, he still won't play McCarthy. When is enough enough? And, you know, and, and just to admit that this experiment with him, it, it's done. I mean, it shouldn't really have started. Uh, I think he should have been on promotion the whole time. And... Uh... Yeah, looking for a manager of a better calibre at any point in the season oh, would have been good. Even right now, it's we're not mathematically relegated yet. If we get someone in who can quickly get the team firing all cylinders, it's still not lost. But yeah, we're relying on on someone who he's looking more and more out of his depth with each match that comes, isn't it? Yeah, and of course, you know, it, you go and beat Arsenal. You move off the bottom, but now that's not the case. You know, if we go and beat Bournemouth on on Thursday, we're still bottom of the league. Yeah. We are we are being cut away, and the games are running out. Was there seven games left to play? Some tough ones still to go as well. We've got Newcastle, we've got Liverpool. You know, uh, who else have we got? Forest, Fulham. There's <laughs> some really really tough games still to play. Yeah, like I said, those, those four must win games that we um, singled out. We've lost two of them already. Uh, even if we win the other two, uh, still have to sort of rely on other teams around us failing uh, and probably need to get at least something from that Fulham match or possibly even Newcastle or Liverpool. Yeah, and we don't often get things. <laughs> oh, we don't often get no. things. So we seem to really enjoy playing uh, North London uh, yeah. this season. <laughs> They managed to repeat the Spurs results against Arsenal at the Emirates. That's true. It took two points off Arsenal this season. Not a lot of teams have done that. So. Fine. No, I mean, this is a game is as much a must-win for us as it was for them. Uh, so, yeah, that that result on the one hand does neither of us any particular favours. Not them with their um, championship hopes. Uh, sorry. And us with our championship hopes. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> their hopes of taking the title. Uh, our hopes of uh, avoiding the drop to the championship. Uh, yeah, there's, that, it's a point that neither of us expected, but uh, neither of us need. To, I think we both need to take three points from the match. Um, I don't know. I, I think having watched the whole 90 minutes, I think that well, our overall feeling is that it is a point one rather than two points lost because everything was against us at like, the end of that second half. So to come away with anything is, uh, is a bonus. Could have been worse. <laughs> it it yeah. could have been worse. And yeah, like Arsenal, you said that, that, that they were disappointed considering how thrilling the end was for them yeah. and for the fans. You could see it at the full time because they sensed they could have got fourth. And 
yeah, like I said, it could have been worse. We could have had that. Can you imagine losing that game? I mean, it just... I, I thought that I was watching us lose that game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when Odegaard hit the bar. I mean, that, that was a... Oh, that was Trossard. I was, was it Trossard? Right? Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a kind of heart in the stomach kind of moment. Yeah. Is that a phrase? If it's not, I've just made it up. We'll take it. I know what you mean. Um, so those goals then, you know, Saints took the lead inside 30 seconds through Carlos Alcaraz after a howler from Aaron Ramsdale. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. Alcaraz then fed Theo for a 2-0 lead after 14 minutes. Um, Gabriel Martinelli hit one back six minutes later uh, and against the run of play. I mean, who would have thought that? Uh, do your Chiletta Sargo when it was uh, free header, take an unbelievable 3-1 lead after 66 minutes only for Arsenal to score two goals late on, Martin Odegaard and then the heartbreaker from Bukayo Saka. Uh, more of our thoughts on the game in a bit, but first, Kev, the ITN News. Let's do it. This is ITN in that number news. OK, uh, we'll start with uh, managing director Toby Steele. He's handed in his notice. Um, he will continue his role until the end of the season, whereupon he'll pursue a career outside of football. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is this what this club is doing to people? You know, just turning people away. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So Toby will transition his finance responsibilities to Michael Fenn, uh, who the club are pleased to announce will assume the role of chief financial officer following Toby's departure. What do you make of this, Mush? It's a sign, isn't it, that um, things are not going well on the pitch and they're not going well off the pitch either, um, the financial side. Um, I think, yeah, again, the transfer policy, absolutely terrible. All of those people on the board need to take responsibility for that. Uh, Toby Steele, obviously, he's had enough. We've all had enough. We can't up and leave. <laughs> yeah, not not good news. Um, and still uh, more more bad news. Che Adams still hasn't recovered from this uh from this calf that has kept kept him away uh, for some time now. Yeah. Um, he joins I mean, the walking wounded of Salisu, Larios. I mean, Tino, Tino, very near coming back. But I played for the B team, of course, yeah. in the week. But um, yeah, Chase calf has come at a worse time for us, really, hasn't it? And I'm, I'm still blaming Scotland for this. Yeah, so he always seems to come. They come back from me from Scotland with Knox. <laughs> um, yeah. You think, you look at the team sheet when they announce it an hour before kickoff and you see that Shea's not there and you just think, where are our goals coming from? We can't score without Well, when, when Shea's there, you you still think, where are our goals coming from? <laughs> well, I managed to, to bang in three at the Emirates, so yeah, obviously not all this uh, lost there, but it would be good to have him, I think, even as an option. Um, crazy, really, that um, yeah, they only had one recognised striker on the pitch throughout the whole uh, 90 minutes. Yeah, only watch you. Only watch you, yeah. <laughs> um, we, got, we got the options of Mara. That's what Armstrong could theoretically be turned as a striker, but I, no, I, I don't see him as one at the moment. No, certainly not. He does like to drift out. Well, they play him drifting out to the but, left, don't yeah. they? Mara, I mean, going... He's scold He's scold <laughs> a few goals uh, <laughs> this season. Not even on the bench. Yeah, against Man City as well. Yeah, no, I don't know. Maybe that was injury related. I don't know. I have not heard anything, but it just seems. I have heard nothing either. No, it just seems weird that he he wouldn't even be included in in the match day squad. But you know, I'm I'm not surprised by Sayas's team selection. I mean, Orsic on the bench coming out of the cold. You know, where did that come from? Rebo just suddenly played against um, Crystal Palace, and then you know he decided that he'd seen enough of him and put him back on the bench. I mean, I I, I don't know. It, it goes back to. to me saying a few weeks ago that Sayas doesn't know his best 11. He's too afraid to go with what everyone believes is the best 11 for some reason. Um, too, too negative, too defensive. And yeah, not the right man for the job. Not, you know, I, I mean, I said that at the start. I and mean, we, we, we should have got somebody else in, um, even if it was just a six month contract um, other than than Sayas. Definitely. How can you rely on somebody that's never had the experience to to be in charge of a, of a relegation fight? It's just it's beyond me. Yeah, and I'd be much happier with um, getting relegated with Jesse Marsh. I suppose he's they'll give him the chance to build a team together. Um, I mean, Sayers couldn't build a bear in the 
autonomous <laughs> workshop. <laughs> um, yeah, and some of those injuries. Um, Salisu, expanding on him a little bit, supposedly out with a groin issue, but there's been reports over the week over his commitment, and um, he's been cast out. Uh, commitment over his future is evident because, you know, the extension has been on the table for over a year now. And for whatever, well, I know what the reason is. I mean, you know, he won't commit to that extension. And his current deal expires in 2024. We need to get him to sign that deal or risk, you know, a cut price deal this summer or free when he leaves next summer, when his contract runs out. So, and, and say, as I said, I, I don't think about the contracts or age or anything. I just look at the performance. And the only thing I think about at the moment uh, it is not about the summer or next season. It is about the task right now because it, it would be wasted time for me. Yeah, because he knows he's not going to be here next year. So, Yeah, that's just a cliche, isn't it? Uh, taking it one match at a time. And Spollocks, um it, that just shows his short-sightedness that he, yeah, he doesn't expect to be here next season. Uh, that's horrific. And again, Salisu, um, centre-backs acting like tosses when their contract sort of starts to come up. It's not up just centre-backs. I mean, Danny Ings did the same thing. He wouldn't commit. Uh, yeah, it just smacks a bit of um, Van Dyke. So uh, we, we he, can expect to see uh, Salisu sign for someone like Fulham or Nottingham Forest next season now. Yeah, yeah, he's going to think that he's going to go to Liverpool or, 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 or Chelsea or, or Arsenal or somewhere. Um, he'll end up he'll end up at Fulham or Bournemouth. <laughs> and while, whilst we're discussing these contracts, Kev, like there's three players here: uh, Willie Caballero, Theo Walcott, Mohamed Elianusi, all set to be out of contract this summer. Um, Salisu Chaya and Stuart Armstrong expire in the summer of 2024. Uh, I think Diallo does as well. There. Um, yeah, those three players: Willie, Theo, Elianusi. Uh, are you expecting them to re-sign next season? Expecting to sign on for a pension, probably. Um, <laughs> I mean, how old are all those players? I mean, Moy, he's, he's only in his late twenties, isn't he? But mm. um, yeah, the other two, I expect. I think we we took Willie Caviar out for retirement, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and and Theo, I mean, I'd like to see him stick around um, in some capacity, but um, I don't think he'd fancy a, a season in the championship. No, I think he'll believe if he has got another because there was talk about him retiring but if he has got another year in him he'll want to play Premier League if he, if he can obviously uh, one last payday maybe. I don't know I don't, honestly Everton. don't know yeah maybe maybe Everton again yeah so, or someone that's um, fighting relegation again but then again would he want that it might just be easier just to retire <laughs> yeah I don't know we'll, we'll watch this space um, and along with the out of contract players we, we have our key players who Let's face it, you know, we'll want to leave and we can't or nor should we hold them back. Uh, James Will Prowse being the biggest one of those. And, you know, he, he's got his free kick record that he wants to break. Uh, but more importantly, you know, it's his international career as well. That's going to suffer. Um, he can't get in the side now with Saints in the Premier League. So if he wants to move to a more glamorous Premier League suitor, then, you know, no doubt he'll be straight in that England squad. There'd be hopes of him getting in that Euros and maybe one last World Cup. But yeah, he's going to want to go to a, 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 a Premier League side, isn't he? That's a, a decent Premier League side, let's say. Yeah, I don't know why, but I've always seen him going to um, Liverpool. I don't know. Right. It's, it's, it's as if I had a dream that it happened in and I, I just believe that's what's going to happen to him. No, he'll go to Newcastle. You reckon? I reckon, yeah. Um, no, we uh, should get a third team off of Tim and see who where he lands. Yeah, it will be and it'll be none of them. Yeah, <laughs> just pick a name out of the hat. Just pick twenty teams in the Premier League, nice. and whoever gets him wins a prize. Yeah, let's do that. Let's buy Munich or something. <laughs> yeah. Um. Abk again it has to be motivated by his chances with Germany, um, because it's clear that Hansi Flick likes him, uh, and like many others, believe that you know he will be off. And it might. I, I mean, I could see him moving to Germany as well, to be honest. Yeah, it make, makes perfect sense, doesn't it? He have to him going to the You know, I, I reckon he go to Leipzig. Oh, that'd be interesting. Isn't it? Mm. Uh, and and Kyle Walker Peters, not not even considered by England, but he does deserve to be in the Premier League. He's a Premier League player. Um, and, and to be fair, he could bring us a lot of value because his contract still has two more years to run. So um, obviously, we don't want to see him leave. Um, and I want nothing more than to stay in the league and to keep him. But, you know, with Tino coming back and you've got James Bree as a backup, cashing in on him, if we can't beat the drop, is probably a sensible decision business-wise. Yeah, they're the acronym boys. Uh, they're the ones in the, uh, the hottest properties, JWP, ABK and KWP. Uh, yeah, 
I mean, that squad's so bloated. We've got so many players that, um, you know, with the and our players are about the level of a, a decent championship side. So um, I hate to say it, but uh, if we do get relegated, we're probably not going to miss them. So when you come back into the champion, come back into the Premiership, if that happens, uh, that's when we're going to start missing them. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. Because you, you know James Bree as a competent backup in the in the championship, it'll be fine. And you know Tino back as well. Yeah, business wise, I do think that would make sense. But um, Chay Adams as well. You know he he's gonna he's gonna be needed to extended right because like Salisu, he he you know he'll want to hold off for as long as possible because you know they're both down to their final twelve months now and there has been interest in him um, most notably from Leeds and Everton who aren't safe themselves. Um, Will another Premier League team be interested in him, Kev? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Maybe not the calibre that you could say that it would be an improvement, but, um, yeah, that same sort of either fighting relegation or um, trying to establish themselves as a, a, a Premier League side. Uh, yeah, Shay, yeah, I can see that he'd, uh, he'd want to move, but I think he's the one player that you'd want to hold on to because... Um, he kind of, uh, him and I'm sure they both know the championship quite well. They've proved themselves in the championship. If they, we can get them uh, scoring again and get a team to to gel well together, and, uh, yeah, just start scoring some fucking goals, then uh, I think we'd be in a better shape coming back. Yeah, and on to Salisu again because I feel with him that he believes he's, you know, he's wanted at a better club and, and he doesn't want to be here. Um, yeah. Villa. Yeah, we can't we can't have players like that, right? Imagine putting him in the side with an attitude like that. You know, not, that's why I say it no reminds me of the Van Dyke situation, right? Yeah, you just don't want to play him like that. But with Van Dyke, he was just so clearly our best uh, best defender that we could not play him. Here we've got um, got Bednarik, got Lianko, got Plakotchak, uh, Duye as well. Let us out, yeah, but, but I mean, but with him though, Kevin, I feel like. If he does move, it will be exactly like the Vestergaard situation. Yeah. And then let's say he goes to Newcastle or whatever, he won't play there. He's just going to go to a team that he feels like he should be playing at, and he will just be on the bench, and it will just ruin it. You just won't hear from him again, like Vestergaard. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, precisely. Oh, although, yeah, Vestergaard, um, he started off being quite shocking and then sort of developed a particular style that um, hasn't we used utilised well. Um the, I mean, with Vestergaard, we could play out from the back quite effectively, and we had a bit of an aerial threat. Um, yeah, Sally doesn't really uh, offer much, particularly that way. I mean, he's a, he's a solid defender, but um, he's not that different from, from ABK. No, on his day. <laughs> yeah, so I think, you know, if we can get good money from good riddance. Yes, yeah, sure. Um, Romeo Lavia, there could be a bidding war for him. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea was sniffing around for around 50 million two months after he signed for us. Um, can we demand more for that now or something similar? No. Certainly. Um, yeah. If we get relegated, it would be a fast sale. But I mean, City, City's buyback clause won't be activated until 2024. Right. So City will surely sit on that because it's not as if they don't have any options right now. Um, and if he wants to go back to City, he might have to wait another year. However, if someone else wants to go for him right now, then we should be jacking up that price right now for him. Um, for essentially, we'll have to, you know, beat the lure of Man City, won't they? And it, it might just be like a one-year thing. Well, this is a great um, reason to have a buyback clause, is that uh, you've got a set price from that particular point. It's a futures contract, isn't it? You've got a set mm. price from a particular day in the future. If you want to buy it before then, you've got to pay over the odds. Exactly. So, so if, uh, if there's a club willing to offer over the odds for him, uh, despite us getting relegated to the championship, then then yeah, we should definitely take that offer. Otherwise, we should just sit on it and um, see where we are. It might not be up to, to us though. It might be Lavia might want to leave, but I don't think anyone's going to want to. If if, a, if, if Man City want him back, right? If Man City want him back, there's no doubt in my mind that he wants to go back to Man City. Why would you not want to go and play for Pep? For the champions. Yeah, but he wouldn't be playing for Pep, though, would he? I mean, it wouldn't really get a look in. It'd be early stage Champions League. I think he would. Or um, cup competitions. So he'd be there on the bench. For now, but I think he would get a look in soon. 
You know, Man City. I don't think it's realistic. The turnover at Man City. You know, for midfielders. Yeah, they're not going. I mean, Gundogan's not going to be young forever. They've already lost Fernandinho. Foden's going to be young forever. But Foden doesn't play in the same role as him, though, does he? That's true. But um, I'm I'm just making the point that um, there are young players in that team. Yes, oh, there are. Um, but I just, yeah, I have a feeling he's going to want to play for for City, and that might might mean another year, unless City want to pay pay it back before that. But I don't think they will. Um, I think I think if I yeah if I was Pep, I'd, I'd, I'd be waiting another season. Yeah, me too. Um, and Ainsley Maitland Niles, so, you know, any permanent transfer will be off the cards if we went down. That's for sure. Um, you don't. Is it ever on the cards? Well, no, but I mean, if we stayed up, there might have been. It could be quite handy. Because um, he's quite versatile, but yeah, I don't think he'll he'll be staying. Um, no. Yeah, just some, a couple of low knees to go through. Uh, Kazima Legby uh, they had a three 0 win over Warsaw on Tuesday, and he scored. So uh, well done, Kazim, King Kazim. Um, and Will Smallbone grabbed an assist in Stoke's one-one draw at Cardiff on Saturday. Um, Kev, two birthdays. Uh, we had Mohamed Salisu on Monday the seventeenth. Man of the moment. How old is Salisu now? Uh, Twenty-four. Correct. On the nose. Well done. Uh, and Tuesday the 18th, we had Paul Jones. Ah, uh, 50. 56. Wow, OK. Yeah. Um, B team. They played Stoke on Friday the 14th of April. Had a 2-0 win. Uh, goals from James Bree and Dom Ballard. Playoff spot confirmed uh, with the win. And, of course, we saw the return of Tino in that one, which was good. Um, Adam Armstrong got a start there as well. Um, and their next match is uh, Sunday the 23rd. So today, uh, and that's Norwich away, and that's a two o'clock kickoff. Uh, and the women's, uh, they got a win against London City Lionesses. Yes, they got a win. 1-0, uh, goal in the 83rd minute from Katie Wilkinson. Much needed win. Uh, and again, they play today. Uh, Coventry United away, uh, and that's uh, Sunday the 23rd uh, at two o'clock. Also, uh, under-18s played on Saturday the 15th. They've had a 2-0 win at Brighton. Goals from Will Merry and Nicholas Oyakunla. They play next on Wednesday, the 25th. Uh, that's West Brom at home, uh, 12 p.m. from Staplewood. Okay, then Arsenal. Then we'll go. We'll go into this game. Dread, dreadful record at the Emirates, Kev. I haven't won at Arsenal in the league since 87, November 87. <laughs> and we had, of course, uh, relatively recent uh, League Cup wins in 2016 and 2014. But the league, it just just can't win there. Um, Say us three changes from that Palace debacle, Kev. A, a recognised striker. Well, I say a recognised striker. Adam Armstrong starts for the first time in three months. Elianusi back in. Um, and, of course, Ainsley, Maitland, Niles ineligible. So Roman Perro returns. Um, Rebo, Adozi, Mara miss out. Uh, but return to the bench for Mislav Orsic. And, yeah, Kev, the best start. Like, taking a two-goal lead in 14 minutes was perfect, you know. But... The, the overall play in the first half was good, too, you know, because they were trying to press. You know, we knew that Arsenal would see a lot more of the ball. That that was a given. Um, panic was setting in from them. You could see they were getting visibly, you know, the fans were getting upset. Um, and Arteta, yeah, very animated. And um, Yeah, I loved the atmosphere at the Emirates um, after Dio's header went in. Uh, that was just fantastic. Uh, just making the most of that, that toxic atmosphere uh, until... Um, it's Odegaard, isn't it? Gets us their second goal, and then yeah. it's all game on, and uh, the crowd's behind him and everything. That's where it really started to get tasty. Uh, but yeah, I mean, from from the off, like, nobody expected uh, that uh, Ramsdale basically gifting a goal to Saints within it's less than 30 seconds, wasn't it? About 25 seconds in, uh, trying to play out from the back, um, and yeah, hits it sort of. Is it, is it Partey or Zinchenko he's trying to aim, aim the ball at? And he reaches neither. Um, Alcaraz, very sharp to pick the ball up, uh, control it, and get some movement. Walcott was there ready, making the run. And I think that two-pronged attack, so he, not only did he have the option to strike, he had the option to um, to play it through to Walcott as well. But um, he goes for the... The, the masterpiece and it's yet a fucking sublime finish isn't it yes oh yeah it was you can't you can't argue that but it's just mental and then yeah the, after that that Walcott goal again it's Alcaraz isn't it uh, yeah up from a really good through ball from from Elianusi 
think, um, you know, we're always looking for the reasons why uh, you need to use picked in week in, week out, despite being, what's the opposite of a fan favourite? I don't know, popular villain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the opposite of fan favourite is Elianusi. Elianusi, yeah. <laughs> maybe we need to put, get him put in the dictionary. Whatever the opposite of a fan favourite is, he's an absolute Elianusi. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, fair play to him. Fantastic dribble. Yeah, he was good. He was really good. Um, I wouldn't say he was really good. He was was quiet at times. Oh, yeah, I suppose. But then a lot of them were quiet, weren't they? Because, as I say, Arsenal were going to have a lot more of the ball. And um, I I thought that, you know, that that two-man midfield of James Wood-Prowse and Lavia were very, very crucial to to, to Mm. that. And obviously that went wrong, didn't it? Um. Yeah, but the, I mean, from eighty-eight minutes, Kev, did you did you did you doubt Arsenal would come back into this? Because you could see, you could hear what I mean. I was listening to it on. Oh, I was watching it I on Sky Sports, and Gary Neville had said all through the game that Arsenal were going to win this game, and Arsenal were going to they're going to score some goals. And did you doubt that at all? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think until that their second goal goes in, there's not really many signs of them uh, scoring a goal at all. Um, but yeah, one, like I say, once they're there within a goal of uh, equalising, uh, yeah, it's game on. And we were just absolutely knackered by that point. Yeah. And I, th- there was there was a nice bit that I saw from um, when, uh, obviously, Bednarik had to come off with that, with that nasty fall. Yeah. I still don't know if that was a concussion sub. They're saying that it wasn't. It wasn't officially won. Because um, I'm sure that we would have made an extra one um, if if it had have been. But the the moment when um we 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 you know we're having drinks that the, the play had stopped and Bednarik gets out of his seat and he calls over Lianco and they're having a chat and yeah yeah, yeah. he's Celeza, playing the coach he's playing the coach yeah and he's bringing in the others as well. I liked it. It was good to see and you know I mean the, the criticism that he gets. He does give his all, doesn't he? And he always wants to be on the field. I mean, you saw when he hurt his rib, a possible broken rib, and then you saw it this time when he had to go off and he was arguing the fact that he was okay and he wanted to go on. And then there's this. If if Saints' um, commitment, any of the players, is being questioned, you can't question his, surely. No, and I think that's what fans got in his back so much because when he buggered off the Villa, it seemed that he, you know, he didn't really care that much about the team. Uh, and about the club, but uh, yeah, I mean, just just shows the sort of level of professionalism that we just didn't think that he was capable of. It's nice, and I, w- I want to keep him. Things you love to see, yeah, yeah. I think it'd be great. I mean, uh, if if uh, War Prowse fucks off and we end up in the championship and he's staying with us, so um, you Caps, know, captain, coach, captain player, candidate, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> player, manager, and captain. Um. Yeah, at the start of the game, Kev, a draw at Arsenal, yes, you'd take that in a heartbeat. But to hold a two-goal lead in 88 minutes and then come away with a point, it's hard to take. It kind of feels like a loss. But on the other hand, you know, Arsenal could have had a fourth. Uh, they certainly believe that. And, and if we do end up staying up, Kev, by a point, then, you know, you look back at this game and say, well, that was it. That kept us up. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, you look at a number yeah, of games. Yeah, sure. But I'm looking at this one. <laughs> <laughs> we should have beaten Arsenal. Um, yeah, and we should have. We were in the right position. We should have done. Yeah, we so, did invite so much pressure in that, that second half. We, we wouldn't have been asking for it, but um, yeah, we were asking for it. Yeah, and uh, just a couple of individuals there that I want to go through quickly. Um, Kyle Walker Peters and Roman Perro, the fullbacks, mm-hmm. hands full with with Martinelli and uh, Saka. Uh, both got early needless yellows. I think they had to play for over an hour with yellow cards. Um, tough, tough day at the office for them too. Yeah, well, um, Perot, I love Perot. And um, I always think it's such a shame that he's left out the side for fucking mate and Niles or whoever. Because what he brings, I mean, the, the crosses into the box. and the, Yeah, he's certainly better going forward, I will say that. Yeah, yeah, he does yeah. have, there, there is question marks over his position in at times. Definitely. Defensively, he's, he's, yeah, he's very questionable, but... Um, uh, I think he's good with the ball. I mean, if you look at Southampton as a whole, defensively we've got issues. So it's not as if he's, you know, any that different from the rest of the team. But yeah, he does give us what we need going forward, and that that is an attacking threat. Exactly. Yes. Um, Adam Armstrong, Kev. 
first start in two months, as I say, although he is a registered striker, I think Sayas wanted to use him on the left. And we all know, you know, he tracks back and he does chase off the ball. Adam Armstrong, his commitment is there. Um, he, he, I think he was there just to assist Perro in dealing with Saka down that right. Yeah. Which, what didn't really work. But it would work for Ogie Lucy. Um, yeah, I think we're playing with false nines and false tens even. Uh, yeah. False again, managers. False managers, yeah. And false goalkeepers as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, Alcaraz, Armstrong and Lucy, yeah, they, they, they can track back. They can hold the ball up. Um, just, uh, yeah, they can't really do much with the ball normally. Um, Alcaraz may be accepted. But... Um, yeah, today was, was a little different. Uh, Walcott getting his name on the score sheet. Against Arsenal uh, again. Against Arsenal again. Yeah, not just, not just Arsenal. I mean, North London clubs in general. Loves it. Fucking loves it. I want to talk about Sayers, Kev, because, the, you know, the subs, the substitutions that he made. Took off uh, Alcaraz Mind at the break. Thing. Yeah. What was that all about for a start? Uh, Absolutely mind Why didn't Adam Armstrong come off? Why didn't Elianusi come up? Why take off our best player who was who gave us the goal, gave us an assist, uh, and cleared one off the line, all in the first half, um, and the the Lavia substitution as well? What was that for? Two minutes left. He's the only one that can break up play. Well, uh, James Woodpress, obviously, but what? Why? What? What was he doing with that? Uh, to bring on Paul Onuachu at that point when you're defending, that's a no-no for me. That, Paul Onyoachu was set up to foul there. What were we going to do with Onyoachu at that point? The only thing that he could have done is hold that ball. And he did try it because he looked quite handy on the ball uh, on a couple of occasions. But I feel sorry for him because he was put in a position to foul. You're sitting back, you're parking the bus and you bring on a striker. What in hopes that you're going to lob the ball up forward and him to get his head on it. That never happens. But the substitutions were, uh, yeah, I just don't know what he was thinking. Uh, yeah, yeah, beggar's belief. I mean, obviously, the first sub, um, uh, Duya Young for Jan Bednarik, that was um, controversial only with one person. Um, <laughs> but, the, yeah, for Alcaraz substitution, uh, I don't understand that at all. Uh, so you're playing the whole of the second half with the back five. And you're taking off the the one player who looks like he's the major attacking threat in the team. Mm-hmm. Well, I the back really five looked all right. It looked like they were getting the job done. Yeah, more or less. But um, yeah, if you if you stick stick it like that for the whole um, fifty minutes, you're asking for trouble. And that's exactly what we did. <laughs> and we got it without Lavia. <laughs> yeah, I know Lavia came off late, but still, it was baffling. Just let him play. And play on. I mean, what's Diallo going to do that Lavia isn't? I mean, you, you meaning to tell me that Lavia can't manage another 10 minutes? Yeah. Bullshit. Bullshit. And as soon as he comes off, they, they score. Two. <laughs> it's not a coincidence. It really isn't. Um, Kev, have you got any stats? Uh, just the usual. Um, yes, 74% possession Arsenal had to, uh, to 26. Um, they had 25 shots. 25 Christ. shots. Wow. Yeah, we had just the eight on goal. Uh, we had six each. Yeah, see, our, our shot percentage was 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 great. <laughs> eight shots on target. Sorry, eight shots and six on and, and six on target. They had where what you say twenty five shots and only six on target. So, yeah, that, I think Thomas Party was to blame for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've got seventy five percent shot accuracy to there. Good luck. 24%. Well done. <laughs> That's some quick maths. XG? Uh, don't know. I do. Uh, none of them were gimmies, really, were they? Um, no, they were definitely a gimme. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? It's not a given, like a penalty. No, ours uh, was 1.4. 1.4, okay. Arsenal uh, with their 25 okay. shots, three goals, six on target. 2.2? Mm, 2.8. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is an achievement, then. Yeah. Yeah, I could say. Uh, yeah, and post-match, say yes, uh, we put in a really good performance on the pitch. We wanted to take the three points. We showed it from the very beginning. I'm a little bit disappointed because we didn't take the three, but very, very happy because of the character and the performance the boys put in today on the pitch. We always prepare the games to win. That's how we do it. 
We knew that to get something here today, we needed to be brave and apply pressure high. And that's what we did in the very beginning. Mm, yeah, that's what we did in the sure. very beginning until you changed yeah. it at halftime. Yeah, it was working so well. Like the, yeah, just fucking Ralph ball again. Yeah, two up in 15 minutes with that. <laughs> uh, Kev, man of the match. Oh, God, do I have to go first? Um, I can go if first. If I go if first, want. I'm going to say Alcaraz. If I go second, I'm going to say Bednarik. They both didn't play that play a lot, did they? I'm, I'm, well, I'm going Alcaraz, Kev, because, you know, a goal, an assist, block one off the line, it, it's, it's him. Yeah, even gonna, though he played uh, 45. Yeah, even though he played 40 minutes, Bednarik. Uh, just that determination has won me over. I'm a fan of Danny B now. <laughs> Uh, because I thought, yeah, I thought uh, I can't say Bednarik because he was subbed off so early. Um, but then my other candidate, Alcaraz, was also subbed off early. So why the fuck not? Yeah, why okay. the fuck not? Do you I have think... any more candidates? No. No. Okay. Theo scored. Shall I let Tsar scored? Theo's a close second, but um, yeah, Yanni B and Alcaraz. Just, okay. Uh, yeah, for different reasons. Um, yeah, anyway, the work doesn't stop. Uh, Bournemouth on Thursday the 27th, uh, and you are here for this game also, which which is nice. We get to meet up and have a chat in person. Um, that's a 7.45 kickoff, St. Mary's, uh, and it's on BT Sport, I believe, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're starting to pick up some points alarmingly, Kev, uh, and they won 3-2 at Spurs last week. Uh, and you look at their previous five, I mean, a 1-0 win against Liverpool, lost to Villa 3-0, beat Fulham 2-1, lost to Brighton 2-0, beat Leicester 1-0 and beat Spurs 3-2. I mean, yeah, that, that's alarming. They're playing West Ham today at two o'clock. And this is a game that I was looking forward to. I always do. You look at Bournemouth at home and think, yeah, that's one that we can win. But seeing their recent form and ours, you have to be scared now because, I mean, if they take the points against us on Thursday, they have effectively relegated us. And that's a bit of revenge after we did that to them in 2020. So now I'm scared. Yeah, it's against the stronger teams that we seem to perform well and against the teams around us win the must win games that uh, we must win, absolutely must win that we lose. And yeah, Bournemouth seem to be slightly revived. Uh, doesn't look like they're going down anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. the smacks of another um, Nottingham Forest one at home, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, we know it's going to be absolute fucking dross. I'm going to lose one nil. Is that your prediction? Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to change it now. So I, I had a different result, but that's my prediction. One nil Bournemouth. Yeah. Oh dear, I'm going the other way. I'm going one nil Saints. I say we do it. Okay, I'd be glad if we did, obviously. But uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> It's just the way this season's been going, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going against the grain here. I understand that. But I believe if they are going to stay up, they have to start winning now. Game's running out. And this, this I is agree with be you. A, yeah. I agree with you, but it's not going to happen. No, probably not. But I'm trying to be positive. I'm, uh, You know, <laughs> it's a change. <laughs> um, and then again, Sunday, the 30th, uh, just four days later, no, three days later, my maths is awful today. Uh, yeah, Sunday the 30th of April, 2 o'clock at St. James's Park. Ah, oh, I mean, the, Newcastle, Newcastle. What can you say about Newcastle? I mean, lost to Villa last time, um, 3-0. That was a shocker. But other than that, they're firing, like, you know, most of the season. They're, they're in a rhythm. They've reached a Carabao Cup final. Of course, they beat us over two legs in the semis. Um, seems like such a long time ago now, that one, doesn't it? Um, but they, they're playing a good game today. They've got Spurs at 2 o'clock. Um and Kev, Newcastle away isn't a place that we travel well to, is it? I mean, two league wins in the last 20 and the last one being in 2015. Now with their fresh millions and prospect of being in the Champions League, it makes it even tougher considering that the, you know, the situations that we both find ourselves in. Is there any reason to believe that we can reverse this trend on Sunday? Uh, I think I think there, 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 there is. Um, Newcastle, um, they looked like an absolute powerhouse in the middle of the season, didn't they? They were as high as second, and then weren't they? They were kind of closing their gap mm-hmm. on Arsenal. And I don't want to say the wheels are falling off, but their, their season started to slow down of late. And they've got an absolutely crucial match. They're spursing it up. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see who's going to spurs it up today, won't we? Yes, exactly. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, Arsenal might spurs the league up. Uh, <laughs> against Man City and uh, Newcastle against Spurs. I think these are two um, games as a neutral that I actually want to watch for a change. 
actually mm. meaningful uh, football. But yeah, Newcastle is a, a, a big team that they are now. Um, Shirai FC cemented <laughs> their place in the top six. So yeah, I think that means that we'll perform well against them. I hope so. But I mean, I'm going to go first in my prediction this time and I'm going to go for a 2-0 Newcastle win. I don't think we can win up there. I think it's going to be, yeah, I don't think we're going to score. I think it's going to be flat. It's going to be, or we're going to be riding a high from that Bournemouth one and then we're just going to hit a wall. Uh, Newcastle, we're going to keep on rolling. Uh, we're going to lose 2-0. All right. Um, I'm going for another spectacular and uh, I think we're going to get something from this match just because uh, we're going to be dead and buried after losing to Bournemouth. <laughs> and then uh, just to just to take the piss out of the Saints fans, I guess. Um, a bit of sadism on the part of players. They're going to put in an absolute stonker of performance. They're going to be leading against Newcastle by one goal or two. And it's going to end up as a 2-2 draw. Wow. I thought it was going to be better than that. I thought you were going to be really, really up it on just, that and say we win. No, nah, it's going to prolong our agony just for another week and say, well, if we can get a point against Newcastle, maybe, just maybe, we're only five points from safety. And then maybe no. <laughs> and we need something against Forest and we're going to get battered by them. And then uh, we'll beat Liverpool in a dead rubber of a game and uh, it'll be, we'll be one point from the drop. That's our whole season. Just, just, that. just like the Bournemouth one from 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Um, OK, yeah. Discord then. Uh, no one uh, got the, the draw with Arsenal. So there was all the scores remain the same. Um, yeah. Not one person going for a draw. We had a person actually go for a Saints win, but not, not a draw. So, yeah, everyone, everything stays the same. Uh, Super six round 49. Gavin Burgess, 13 points. Round 50, Anthony Dark and Stuart White with 14 points. Round 51, Jeff Stelling and Jason Lewis with 17. But the overall lead now is Gavin Burgess on 424. Kevin, fantasy football. Ooh, um, yeah, I've been getting back into the fantasy football. Let's let me have a look at my team. Uh, just 36 points. Uh, Captain Martinelli, because I thought something bad was going to happen to Saints, but I'd capitalise on that. Um, maybe, maybe not as, as as good as I would expect. Right, uh, still fourth in our Podders League. Tim is uh, 36 points ahead of me. got a similar number of points. Also Captain Martinelli. Uh, your team... I beat you this week, so... Well, it's not over yet, is it? And well, uh, it is for you've me. Got, you've got five players who haven't had a match, so I imagine that I'd be able to rustle up some more points. Mm, yeah, I suffered with the FA Cup games this week. Um, didn't have any more transfers. And I used my bench boost last week, um, which helped a little bit. I've um, got some double, there's some double game weeks coming up, so I'm saving it for that. Right, yeah, that's fine. Um, and okay. the big league? Yeah. Uh, Milan Alien Allen's still top. He's got a, a, a good cushion at the top, 32 point cushion. Uh, Jamie Thorpe and Lucy Heiner tied at the 21 42s. Ooh, ooh, interesting. Uh, Lucy Heiner has pulled off an absolute blind. Uh, she's got some good players. She's got Saka Martinelli and Salah. And Ivan Torin scored as well. So, yeah, 64 points with a couple of players to play. Owen Johnson go. Interesting. Yeah, she's got a, a decent team this week. Um, and uh, Jamie Thorpe's Amate McFly. Uh, <laughs> similar look, but, uh, yeah, oh, he's got some subs to come in. So, yeah, but still, um, it's going to be tight, tight, tight in that second and third spot. A big league. Excellent. Kev, I do have a where am I for you. Let's do it quick. Okay. Um, Right, okay. Clue one for five points. This stadium is located 196 miles from St. Mary's. Goodness. Okay. Um, Hillsborough. No. Clue two for four points. 120 miles south of St. James's Park. Newcastle. Doesn't really leave you much, does it? You're still in the same sort of area. (laughs) Yeah, that Yorkshire-Lancashire corridor, isn't it? Um... Let's go Yorkshire. Uh, are we at Hull City Stadium? No. Um, clue three for three points. In a market town in South Yorkshire. Oh, Chesterfield. No, that's not in South Yorkshire. It's not. It's in Derbyshire, isn't it? Yeah. Fuck. 
clue four for two points. Uh, two rivers run through the town. The River Don being one of them. You got uh, any rivers? I mean, yeah, shit. I, Don, Doncaster, obviously. Don runs through Doncaster. Mm. Uh, Which is in it, South Yorkshire. Is the other one the River Caster? What else have we got in South Yorkshire? Rotherham, Barnsley we've had before. That's not the Don, though, is it? Um, oh, fuck it, Doncaster. It's not Doncaster, no. The other river <laughs> is the River Rother. Ah, oh, OK. <laughs> the stadium opened in 2012 uh, following the closure of the previous stadium, the Don Valley, um, hence the name of the river. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was uh, Rotherham United, which is the New York Stadium. But for sponsorship reasons, uh, the Anne Summer Stadium. <laughs> no, it's the ACIL New York Stadium. I'm not even sure what ACIL sell do. Anal lubricant. Ass-seal, well, it's spelled A-E-S-S-E-A-L and it's all in capital. So I'm guessing ASIL. That's a butt plug, isn't it? <laughs> ASIL. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they do. But yeah, if if it is, then yeah, Anne Summers is pretty damn close, Kev. So um, yeah, well done on 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 that. Right. Um. Okay. Yes. Next week we'll be going over that Bournemouth game uh, and the Newcastle game, and we'll prepare for that trip to the City Ground. Um. So until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up at Southampton. Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.